If you think about it, every genre has its tropes, and horror movies are no exception. The good ones learn how to play on the tropes, enough to convince the audience they know how the movie is going to end. Audiences like to feel smart. They want to be a part of the fun. But the great movies, the great ones will pander the watcher's intelligence with choreographed tropes that feel predictable, only to pull the carpet from under their feet with an unexpected plot twist in the final act. As syndicated as they may feel, horror movies have countless subgenres, all with their own tropes. From creature features to slashers, you can paint a picture for each of them. But what happens when the subgenres blend together for one movie? On today's episode, we will be discussing one of those gems. Michael Doherty's 2007 Halloween-themed anthology, Trick or Treat. This film has become a fan favorite within the horror community, and it's not hard to see why. It just feels like October, and it's a sin in my house to go the whole month without watching it. Pumpkins, werewolves, vampires, and of course our favorite pumpkin-headed child, Sam. We will leave no porch unknocked. We're so happy to have you guys here with us today as we celebrate our favorite time of the year. This is Sloppy Horror Podcast, and here is our take on Trick or Treat. That boom now, baby. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another week, clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Ozark Mark. Mr. Ozark Mark, how are you feeling today? Oh, what it is and what it do, everybody out there. How are you? This is Sloppy Horror Podcast. We're back once again, here to talk about another fantastic movie and anything else that pops into our mind. Basically here to keep you company. So I hope you're doing good. I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. It's in the mid-October, halfway through October, which is kind of depressing, but it's only going to get better. It gets good out here. It's We're still uphill, baby. We're still going uphill. It's the magic time. It's October. Spooky season is here. Best time of the year. Best time of the year. We haven't even reached the climax. Okay? No, we have not. You are just starting to get good feelings in your body. What? What is the climax of October, folks? That is Halloween. And what do we do on Halloween? Well, we don't anymore, but trick-or-treating, right? And that's why we're talking about this great movie today, Trick or Treat. This is a kind of a fun little hidden gem. Horror fans know about it. It almost falls in that category of FUBU, for us, by us. Almost seems like a scary movie that... Um, it's a little wholesome. I will give you that up front. It's not crazy. Um, it's not the craziest gore, but at the same time, it doesn't stray away from it. It's not uh, scary things tell in the dark. I don't know. It goes back and forth very beautifully, and we'll make sure that we kind of give you a nice synopsis of this. Kind of, kind of reminds me of old school. Are you afraid of the dark? Combined with, uh, you know, horror classics of this day okay if that makes sense you know a little bit like that because there is a lot of gore you're right there is a lot of death in it but it's a lot of most of it's implied yes most of it's audio most of it is just you know you, you paint the picture for yourself you you get the beginning you don't get the act and you get the end result in a lot of it which is cool which is cool uh, yeah i do like that dude yeah it also reminds me a lot of creep show and the reason i'll say that i'll kind of tie this in with the synopsis and lay that down for you folks if you remember Creep Show, at the beginning of it, they like open up a comic book, and that's how they lay it down. You got like a comic book, and they explain uh, many different stories within the comic book. But Creep Show just has like three different episodes. It was kind of popular, Tales from the Crypt style, or even John Carpenter with his body bags, where you just break down a few. But with this particular one, there is uh, 
what is this, like four stories, four different stories interwoven, but they're all within the same world, and they all tie in together within the end. So it almost kind of feels like a Quentin Tarantino movie. You know, it's just jumping acts, but it all, you know, coincides together at the end, and it's kind of neat to see. I think they did a pretty good job at that, but there are cuts where it shows it from a comic book. And I would assume that it's probably a real comic book, too, that they have. And I would like to get that. If I see that at a convention, I'll definitely buy that. That's just kind of neat. Same with Creepshow. I think that's kind of badass. I like comic books. Yeah, I mean, who don't like comic books here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like did. comic books more than I like comic book movies. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a little refreshing kind of story here. I like when they uh, break the part four different stories and you jump back and forth it's kind of cool because you're used to that a lot now with these all these netflix series mm-hmm. and all these binge watching things even though this came out in 2007 correct yeah 2007 mm-hmm. year i graduated high school oh i'm surprised you graduated yeah me too bro yeah but that was kind of cool and then and then of course they tie in they show you how everything tied in at the beginning but you don't <laughs> know but then they do it again at the end just speaking honestly, I think there was kind of lots of it, lots of them, you know, coming together didn't really mean anything, mm-hmm. I guess, because it was, it, that was, <laughs> was kind of pointless because none of their stories almost affected any other one's outcome, kind of. It didn't. It, it was, was just, all gloom and doom. Yeah. It like was everyone's just, fucked. It's just like you're a fly and you're traveling and you see what's going on with this people and then you fly over to this guy and then you see what's happening with these people. It, tying them together. It made sense, but it didn't have any significant impact. It wasn't like a mind blow, like, oh, that's how it... No, it's just like, oh, at least people cross paths. Yeah, yeah. That was about it. I guess, too, with a lot of movies, man, synopsis is pretty easy with horror movies, and then we just kind of get down into it. I think with this one, since it does kind of have different chapters, I want to make sure not to avoid any of the chapters. So let's just kind of go like right from the rip, because I don't like want to go minute for minute, scene for scene, but per se, I, I want to make sure to cover all of these kind of little acts, if you will. So in the opening, we have, uh, oh, I forget that actress's name, but she's a smoke show, the one from Talladega Nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So she's there, and she's not a fan of Halloween, and she is there with her husband, boyfriend, fiance, I think husband, and he likes Halloween. They're just getting back from a Halloween party, and she goes to blow out the pumpkins, and he's like, yo, that's uh, against Halloween tradition. You can't blow out pumpkins before midnight. Some bad shit will happen. She's like, what? What are you, crazy? Who cares? So she does that, and she meets her demise by a, uh, you don't really see from what, but it's got some cool... Uh, Little bit of, um, you know, Halloween. You know, the sheets when Lori Strode's looking out the window. You get a, there's there's something the, classic the, about the laundry shot. It happened in It. It happened in Texas Chainsaw when they cut dude's leg off. There's you like, also, yeah, you also got the little uh, tribute to kind of Michael Myers. I noticed where there's just a teenage kid standing across the street in a costume just staring at her. Mm-hmm. Just staring at her, not moving. But he's just waiting for a ride. It ends up like, ha, 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 oh, man, whoo. Yeah. And one of the later characters, her name is Lori, and I would just more than assume that that's a nod to Lori Strode. Yeah, this is ob- there's a lot, there's multiple hidden references in here that will go right over your head. If you're not a horror fan, you won't see them. But if you are, you'll be like, oh, okay, here we go. Boo-boo. Yes, exactly. That's, <laughs> exactly. Now, about this... <laughs> This opening scene, this this storyline to me seemed kind of pointless, but the, the only significant thing you gain from this storyline to regards to all the other stories is the candle nut. Make sure you don't blow out the candle. Like, that's it. Like, and all the you, other stuff You do gone. see the characters later because the story doesn't just go forward in its timeline. Like, it kind of jumps back a little bit. Yeah. 
So these this couple lose. Obviously, this dude goes upstairs and like starts watching a porno, waiting for a smoke show. Let, me, let me let me say okay. Let me, let, let me I got I I feel like sometimes when people make movies and they try to make these storylines, they really don't think it through of how illogical this is. So I challenge, okay, I challenge any man to have put your wife through an activity or a day that she does not want to do, okay, and then go home <laughs> and then not do what she wants to do and then just go up and wait for her while you're watching a porno and you're going to make her come down and <laughs> clean up the entire Halloween decorations that you put up and you still expect her to come up after all that hard work and then still give you some trim uh-uh this man's a this man's get a you clown. some king get that, you that's, some king that's, that's never gonna know work place, ever king <laughs> I was like, that would never happen at all. What a bunch of clown. I thought that was funny. I was like, that would never happen. Never happen. And that's a situation. You just built a situation where, you know, it's very logically. Yeah. Like that guy, no, that ain't going to happen. So they die. Yeah. Those people die. Do, do both of them die or just the – do both of them die? Yeah, because he goes outside to try to find her, remember? Yeah. He finds her, and I think he meets his demise right there, too. Oh, okay. Does he not? He might not have. I don't think he did. I think he just screams and then goes into, like, the intro or whatever. Okay. Okay. So that leads us right into the principal scene. The principal in this movie is kind of a creep. And this guy, I forgive me for not knowing this guy's name because he's a great actor. He's been in all kinds of stuff. He he's, was in Let's Go I, to Prison. I can't, re- I can't. I recognized him instantly, but I do not know his name. Do you know? Did you, did you watch that? Let's go to prison. That was a funny one. He yeah. was the he was the warden, and yeah, that yeah. like the the warden with the dark sense of humor. Yeah. So this guy, uh, first off, there's a, it starts off with the kid from Bad Santa, Thurman Merman. Thurman Merman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, is that fucking Thurman Merman? It was oh Thurman Merman. Oh my god, that was oh. So Thurman Merman's walking around smashing pumpkins. Okay, kind of being a teenager on Halloween. But he's by himself. And then he goes to a porch where it says, please take one. And he starts taking a bunch, right? He starts taking a bunch. And then the principal walks behind him and he's like, oh, smashing pumpkins, taking more than one piece of candy. You know, just kind of, he sat down with him and he starts talking to him. Then all of a sudden, Thurman Merman starts like puking up chocolate and blood. That's because the principal put arsenic in the candy. He's a creeper, dude. He ain't right. He ain't right. So this little kid starts throwing up. He ends up dying. So then he drags him to the backyard to bury him. But it's kind of crazy because he's all bloody and trick-or-treaters keep coming to his door. But he looks like he's in in costume. So there's some comical scenes going on there, Mark. I like that. There are a ton of comical scenes, and it reminded me of you. (laughs) Like, if you were ever in that situation, you would come in with, like, your kid up there, like, I want to carve pumpkins or something, your annoying neighbor coming over here. Every time you're trying to do something, like, you get sidetracked, and that annoys any person. And the best part of it was is when he finally – he does – everybody has done this voice, this mocking voice when you're trying to do something and people keep annoying you. Let's carve pumpkins. (laughs) Everybody has done that when you're trying to do something or you're irritated, (laughs) dude. Hilarious. Yep, I've been there. Mm -hmm. So his kid keeps talking to him while he's trying to bury – this body and he's yelling out the window like dad can we carve pumpkins you gotta help me with the eye and he's like yes yes go inside then his neighbor comes out he's getting fucked with 
Well, eventually he gets it buried. And then he goes inside, and he has a knife behind his back. And you think he's about to kill his kid. And then all of a sudden, it shows him and his kid, they're carving a pumpkin. Well, it's not a pumpkin. They're carving that Thurman Merman's head on a plate. And so you start to see it. You know what that reminded me of? Ferris Bueller, when uh, the principal saw, you know, Ferris pull up and he kissed his girlfriend, but he thought it was her dad, and he's like, so that's how it is in that family. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you see some shit like that, and... There's, I also noticed, it might not be on purpose, but I kind of got a little Halloween reference in that altercation between him and his son when his son's at the window. Uh-huh. He's like, when are we going to watch Charlie Brown? After we carve the pumpkins. That's when... Um, Charlie Brown's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's what... Uh, um, What's her name from Halloween? Lori Strode, yeah. Yeah, Lori Strode says that to the kid she's babysitting. We're going to do this after we carve the pumpkins. Yeah. I answer for everything. So that's a cool little insight there for, you know, the little horror fans there that you may not have noticed, Mr. Christian Ramey, which I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. But it's there. It's a fun little act, man. It's a fun little act because the principal is weird. That guy kills that role. Forgive us for not knowing that actor's name. But that guy's great. You know who we're talking about anyway. You know who we're talking about here. Yes. So what, what's that lead us into next? What's this, the school bus massacre maybe? I believe so, yes. That's the next with the kids. They're going around. They're trying to find, they're on a little scavenger hunt. They're asking for jack-o'-lanterns and things Fucking like that. Fucking pumpkins. Yeah. All right, no more of that. No more banging pumpkins. I'm done with those those days, man. I've hung it up. I put it on the shelf. It's over. Anyways, continue. Little kids looking for jack-o'-lanterns. Yes. Uh, I guess I'm doing the synopsis now. Okay. Yes, these little these kids, they're walking around in a shopping cart trying to find jack-o'-lanterns and stuff. I mean, you know, all of them bitching, like, how many we need and all this. And she's like, no, we need more. So they end up going to this one house. And this one house has a sh- ton of jack-o'-lanterns everywhere you know so they hit the jackpot and then this uh girl comes out who's uh i think she might be autistic is that what she is i don't know what she is she's i mean she she's maybe on a spectrum of some sort i don't know it is kind of implied she's different she's like a halloween savant she's not like very socially awkward. Yes, very socially awkward. Might be Asperger's because I've known a couple people that right. are similar to her. But she knows everything about Halloween and whatnot, and so she goes along for their little ride group, whatever they're doing. So then they end up going to this big creepy quarry, and then you the quarry. <laughs> I don't know what that was funny to me. <laughs> They go to the quarry. <laughs> it's a funny word, quarry. I'm going to put my mouth all over your quarry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So they're there, and she proceeds to tell the legend of the school bus massacre, where this bus driver has the short bus going here, and there's are filled with a group of uh, <laughs> special needs children. They're all Halloweened up, got their mask on. So apparently they say that the story goes the parents of these children in the bus are fed up with them and they're too much of a burden on their lives. Too much work. Too much work for you little special kids here. So they paid the bus driver to take them to this quarry. 
So he's got them all chained up in the bus, checking their chains, giving them a piece of candy and not what. But one little kid ain't having it in that bus. And he knows he's like, wrong way. Wrong way. He notices they're going the wrong way. This is kind of like, I think this kid might be autistic too because there's really smart and certain things, you know. So he picks it up. He's like, no, nah, I want to go home. I want to go home. So he breaks out of the little chains as he's in. Bus driver's unaware. He presses the gas on the bus. Boom, they go right into the quarry and the bus drowns. But the bus driver comes up, submerges, and he survives. <coughs> but not the kids. Yes. Now, it was fully intense <coughs> that he was just going to drown all the kids because they paid him. Correct. So he was originally going to do that, backfired, but he still got the job done, but he got out alive. So that bus is down at the quarry. So then they proceed to go down into the quarry, but the three— but This happened a long time ago. This yeah. happened like years, like Yeah, that was in like the six, 60s or something, right, when that story happened. So now the quarry is obviously emptied, no water in it. There's a little crane that go down. So three of the kids in the group go down first, yada, 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 and then they end up uh, trying to— Pull a prank on the Halloween obsessed girl, the witch. Yeah, her name's Rhonda. Rhonda, correct. They're trying to pull a prank on Rhonda. And they try and scare her, and she starts freaking out and all this. And, like, you know. She wasn't having it. No, she wasn't having it at all. But she was really freaked out. So then they feel bad. So then they start going away. But Rhonda runs back to the crate that they, or the elevator that they came in. It's like a little mine shaft elevator Mm kind of thing. But she's protecting herself with the pumpkin lights, right? Yeah, you can't blow out those pumpkin lights. Nope. So she she rides up, and the, the zombie-like uh, special kids come, and they kill all the rest of the kids, and Rana gets out of there. Yep, that's mm-hmm. what happens. So when you go down, they tricked her. They made her think, like, ha-ha, we're in charge. We're taking you down to this creepy place. We're going to mess with you. And Rhonda's like, no, no, no. Y'all are really going to die. I know what's going on down here. Y'all don't have any pumpkins. I'm leaving you. I'm out of there. But the cool part was there's an iconic character in this movie that we haven't touched yet, and his name's Sam. You could see him behind Ozark Mark if you are watching, and if you're familiar with the movie, you obviously know Sam. And Sam ends up, I mean, he's vicious. He's very cool. He's like a little pumpkin boy. (laughs) And obviously Sam is, you know, short for Sam Hain, the, you know, Celtic, like Halloween holiday so to speak the ancient tradition pretty cool to me but she comes up when she gets up there she sees sam and she has like a little interaction with him she doesn't say anything but they just kind of see each other and just like have like a salt salt so i got candles leave me alone he's like you're cool you got candles yeah yeah you Mm -hmm. all right so that was actually i did like to see those kids kind of come back because they were kind of creepy they had like a creepy look going on down there that was a cool little cool little story and seeing the bus down there still, which yeah. you didn't expect to see. You know, you thought it was just a, a fib or whatever, but it turned out being a true story. Masks were still in the water. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was cool. It was a cool little eerie. And again, you don't have you you get you get death in there, but it's very implied. So uh, like you know, a lot more people can enjoy it because a lot of people don't like watching murder all the time. But if it's implied, you just hear it. Broaden the horizons. And I think this movie gravitates toward a lot more people than your usual outside of the realm of horror fans, which yes. is cool. So after that, moving on with the synopsis, Christian, we're going to the girl's story next. Oh, so you have like the surprise party. So here's what's going on. We start the scene off and you got like, um, you got a group of girls and they play it like they're all kind of like 
sluttied up for Halloween. They're not like scary looking. They're sluttied up, but they look good. Like I mean, I'm not shaming here. They just looked good. They hey, look- props to that little kid creeping in on them in the beginning. Hey, can I tell you something about that little kid? No. That little kid is the character. That's the actor who played Sam. Is it really? Yeah, that's this little cameo in there. Oh. Yeah, creeping. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> what would you do if your son was doing that? If you caught, if there were, if there was right, girls you can't changing. Look on, you can't look in on girls, okay? But, like, if they were letting him look, give him some knuckles. You know, give him some knuckles. I know. It's one of those dad, dad proud moments, but you're, like, disappointed at the same time. It's very weird. Like, you can't creep on people, but, like, good for you for trying to, you know, take a peep at these girls. Good for you. So they try to get costumes, and they're now doing what, Christian Ramey? What's going on with these girls is they're talking about trying to find a date. And that's what's implied. Like, they're all trying to find a date. And first off, they're all smoke shows, and you're like, wow, how do you all not have a date in the first place? Well, anyways, they all end up finding a date to go to a party. And they all end up finding them dragging these guys back. Well, there's one character who cannot find a guy, and she doesn't have a guy. And she's looking around the Halloween party downtown like it's like a big festival looking for one. She's not really having any luck. She's dressed like Red Riding Hood. She ends up walking home. And then all of a sudden this like vampire dude, who you see at the beginning of the movie, kill this chick. And he tries to bite her neck. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, it kind of switches scenes and then it goes to the party. Well, all of a sudden that fucking vampire dude gets chucked down on the ground, thrown down. He's busted up. And the girl walks in all cool. And you're like, wait, what? What happened? Well, it turns out the vampire dude's not a real vampire. It's just a principal guy with these sharp fangs going around. The same principal that gave the kid that chocolate. Yep. And it turns out these girls were bringing dates back to this party because they were ready to feed. They were feral women. They were werewolves, dude. Oh! Fucking werewolves and all like that's probably like one of the coolest sequences when the transformations because a they're all super hot and like I don't mean to sound like that but it's like kind of like whoa well I don't know if I'd leave yeah I thought they were vampires at first the way they transform and then you start seeing the hair and I was like oh okay werewolves all right it's good it's always refreshing to see a werewolf transform and they peel their they peel the skin off of their body like their gloves like the whole arm the legs and that's kind of interesting too because you don't always see that no that's a different time they 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 took a different take on the transformation scene which is cool they trying to switch it up a bit than going your traditional transformation scene because like there's some in the past that are hard to top so you got to be a little bit creative do it'll change it up a little bit and they did that here i guess the the same people to make these werewolves were the ones that did the lichens and underworld ah yeah so they did look kind of cool a little like com comic uh like comic book not comical in the sense of like hilarious but like comic book style um a little animated but it looked good still i really enjoyed it uh that that was probably one of my favorite scenes in it i don't know there's a lot of fire the chicks were hot i like seeing that man they like oh you dudes think you're badasses we're gonna eat you up I do like seeing that, man, because usually the horror genre, I'm not saying there aren't, there's a lot of girls that do kill, and there's, but I would say it usually leans towards the dudes who end up being the killers or whatever. So, like, I don't care if it's a vampire or a werewolf. If you're, like, a, you know, smoke show chick that's a vampire werewolf, dude, that's kind of, that, that's power. That Jennifer's Body movie, I like that movie because I, I would be the first one to be eaten, like, eaten by her. I'd be like, y'all, I'll come back to your place. What's going on? <laughs> y'all, what's up? Oh, cool. 
bam, that's it for your boy. I'm dead. That's what would get uh, that's what would get like a normal dude, because most times if you like see a monster, you're gonna throw it down. Jeepers creepers might end up killing you, but like you're not gonna be fearful in the sense of like you're I don't know, you're gonna throw down a fight, whereas like the girl, you're not even gonna see it coming until it's the last moment. And then you might not even run. You're gonna be like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm gonna see this through. Ah. Yeah, women women killers are way more terrifying than dude killers. For sure, dude. Absolutely. Great. So that's now we got on to the last story in this little movie here, and that is the little character Sam, pumpkinhead guy, and the old man. The old man's played by Brian Cox. Yes. They First off, legend, dude. But if I can give a little tidbit, he's been in like a shitload more horror movies than you think about. Like he was in Hannibal, he was in Red Eye, dude. He's got like honestly, it goes. He's got quite a few. He does, and he's a great actor. It's like he pops up in random movies, and you get excited seeing him. Like, oh sh, I know that dude. You know, I recognized him instantly. He's Super great... Troopers. He's the the you know yep. he's the. Uh, the main guy. Yeah. See, he's in all these random movies. He's Zodiac. Never, he's never the he's never the star role, but he's always the ring. He was the dad of Samara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere, dude, which is perfect. So, it's cool that he's got he's got his feet wet in the horror world, which is perfect. So he plays this creepy old man, right? Who turns out to be the bus driver of the bus driver massacre. Yeah, it turns out that he was it. A photo reveals that. And Sam, the character that we talked about before, he goes and he fucks this dude up. I thought what was kind of cool, though, the scene we talked about earlier where the principal was burying the body and his neighbor's fucking with him, well, this old man is his neighbor, and it relives that scene, but from his side of the fence, and he's kind of being a dick to him, and he's like, it fucking smells out here. I mean, it smells like a dead whore out here. What are you doing, burying bodies? Yeah. (laughs) So this guy goes back in, and Sam's in there. He's, like, fucking with him, and then, like, he starts beating on the window before he goes inside. He's like, help me, and dude's like, screw you. You know, his neighbor does. So you get to see what happened on the other side of the fence. Well, this old man's throwing down against Sam. He's shooting him, and Sam had one of the coolest weapons I've ever seen ever. He has, like, a razor blade and a candy bar, yeah. and he's like, whoa, bro, that's gangster. Like, I like that a lot. Why, why do you have to cut the Achilles heel? Yeah, and he stabbed Stop. him in the calf. Like. Stop doing that. <laughs> it's always horrible. Stop doing that. Can we just stop this stabbing like, anywhere under the knee? This is like the third movie in a row that you've picked where we have had ankles stabbed in the worst spot. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But he goes, and he gets glass in his hands. Oh, my <laughs> that's God. Rough. It's horrible. I love... When he shoots Sam and he's down there and he sees his hand crawling and coming back to life, and then Brian Cox just old man just down there like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, you know, it's even funnier because I was watching it with my wife and she said that like right before he did, <laughs> <laughs> so it was perfect. I just loved his guts were pumpkin guts every yeah. time he was shot, mm-hmm. and he ends up ripping his like canvas mask on and off, and he's got this little pumpkin head. It's so cool, dude. Like, he's so hard not to like. That's, like, one of the coolest characters ever. And he's got this, like, lollipop weapon. It's like a pumpkin. It's like a lollipop pumpkin, but it's sharp, and it's, like, got, like, a bite out of it. I don't know. It's really cool looking. Yeah, well, he takes a bite out of it first, and then it becomes sharp, and then he's just, like, going to 
mess you up after that. Yeah, it's cool sweet. little weapon, cool little weapon. Absolutely, it's like a signature thing. And they th- they end up throwing down, dude, and it kind of leads to the conclusion of the movie where he ends up getting fucked up, and then you don't really see anything, and all of a sudden trick or treaters come, and then old man opens up the door all bandaged up, giving pe- you know kids candy, and then at the very end the trick or treaters end up being all the little bus massacre kids, and that's how the movie ends. It's it's pretty badass in that sense, but. A part that made me think of you at first because he doesn't like Halloween, and I think that's why he's getting fucked with. You know, he doesn't like the trick-or-treaters. And he, like, turns off the light, and the the kids were like, we know you're in there. He's like, all right, hold on, hold on, I'm coming. And he, like, opens the door, and he puts this, these lights on his dog's head that look like glowing eyes. So the lights are dark, and he opens it up, and all of a sudden the dog's barking, and they see two glowing eyes coming at him, and all these kids start running and freaking out, and then it just shows him, like, hey, 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 hey. with this dog. I'm like, man, that's some Mozart shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. If I could do it, I could probably do that with a little Roxo. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it with Trigger. She'll be friendly to him. Yeah. But Roxo will bite somebody I don't like, which is hilarious. He he can sense. Mm-hmm. He can sense it when I was like, I don't want to fuck with you. He'll go bite somebody, which is hilarious. That's good. That's what that's what he's there for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bite you. I'll bite you. Right in the balls. <laughs> I'll bite you right in your quarry. Right in your quarry regions. So all of them kind of tie in together. Cool stories, man. Very cool stories. Very creative idea. And the one thing about this movie is it screams October. It screams Halloween. A tad bit on the wholesome side, definitely. But there's just enough gore. It's almost kind of like some of the movies we've been talking, uh, like Monster Squad in a sense, where it's like, it's not, it's lighthearted, but it has just enough gore and just enough frightening stuff where it's like, okay, dude, this is uh, this definitely has me engaged, and I definitely enjoyed enough. Yeah, it's like, uh, it kind of reminds me of like an old school Looney Tunes where they got, or Tom and Jerry or something like that. There's enough in there to entertain the kids, younger, but it's also there to entertain the adults as well with other things in there. I like what you did there. Yeah. I like that. I didn't know where you were going with that, but I like that. kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And it's cool because this is kind of like a more on the scary side of the movies that you can pick with people that are just there for in the scary movie mode for Halloween. Yep, yep. This is a good one for the wife. If your wife is not like a, uh, obviously Ozark will give you your uh, parental rating later, but I think this is a good one if you don't have like a, well, first off, spooky moms love this movie. Any kind of spooky mom, she loves this. But just regular, say if you're like girls not, or your dude isn't huge into horror, I would definitely say girl though. They love this movie, man. It's definitely one you could rope them into for the most part. It seems this movie seems really popular with the with the newer generation of horror fans too. The kids, you know, this is kind of like uh, you know one of their cult classics here. One of the classics. One of the classics here. Do you know anything else about it? I think I might. Okay. Guys, 
Welcome to the What Do You Know here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. So if you your first time here, you're not going to know what we know. But once you know what we know, we're going to know together and we're going to cycle up brain to brain and have a we know gasm. Now, don't get too discouraged. If you already know what we know, we're going to know together too and we're already synced up too. We're all going to cycle up here, eat ice cream and watch movies. So, Mr. Christian Ramey over there, you know, hey, why don't you tell me something that you may or may not know about this movie, Trick or Treat, 2007. So we was talking about the bus driver there. You think so? Yeah, his name is Mr. Krieg. Mr. Krieger. Mr. Krieg. Mr. Krieg. Yes. <laughs> That's his name. And he's played by Brian Cox, the actor. Cox. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this guy here... This guy here, he was modeled to look at like somebody. A particular horror movie director. Maybe the director of that certain movie we said this movie had a lot of references to, and that's Halloween. So Brian Cox's character was meant to look like an old man John Carpenter. And he did a pretty good job. You know, I he think he like did a pretty him. good job too there. Yeah, 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 the yeah, flannel. makes sense. Yeah, he looks yeah. like an old grumpy John Carpenter. Yeah, I like that. So that's a, that's a nice little fact for you. What a fact. Nice and quick. I love yeah. it. Give me a quickie. Yeah. Bam, you got it. I know something about this movie here. Tell me. All right, so here's a little uh, tidbit from the production thing that you might find interesting here. So, as you notice, they got to film this at night. You know why? Because it's Halloween night, obviously. You got to film it at night. Halloween Now, night. here's the problem. Here's the problem here. Okay? A lot of child actors, they got curfews. They That's can't true. be out all night, all That's hours true. through the night, sitting here pretending, walking up and down the street, trick-or-treating, eating all this candy, being hyped up, it would be a complete disaster. So what they had to do is they had to get an enormous amount of actors of little people. They're all little people, little adults playing kids as they're the trick-or-treaters. No, they're not kids. They're little adults. Oh. Yeah, they're little people. That makes sense. You know, yeah, that makes sense. The you know, curfews, like a lo- yeah, like a bunch can't. of you know, like a bunch of little oompa oompas, that size going around. You can't say that. Yes, I can. Okay. Yes, I can. That's true. Because that's what the oompa loompas did in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They it's were the same, It's the same. It's the same presence. <laughs> that's true. They were little. They're just people. in. They're just in costumes and not oompa loompas. It's the same thing. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so what do you know here? That's what I know. You know anything else about this movie here? No, I think that's pretty good. I think the folks will take that. They'll like that. Those are good facts. Little people, John Carpenter, there you go. Boom. Ozark Mark. Right now. Right now. All right, let me put it this way. When you were a young man and you'd empty that candy bag, which candies are you trading away, and which ones would you really try to trade for? Number one traded away, and number one traded for. Um, the number one traded away probably be dots. My father-in-law loves those, and I'm like, you're the only human I know that this is your favorite candy. Nobody likes dots, okay? Like, I like them, but they're I don't not my even favorite. know. I don't even know if they still exist. They do. He dots, eats them all the time. Dots, that's such an old man candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just a step below butterscotch candies, the one. Good and plenty. Yeah, the ones that are coming, like the watermelon. Oh, God. 
I would take a bunch of the – I would uh, get excited when I had a bunch of different types of flavors of the Tootsie Rolls. You got, like, the regular Tootsie Rolls, the red, orange, and blue. I'd put them all in my mouth and just have an orgy of Tootsie Rolls in my mouth. The number one, though, I look for – and I blame my dad for this. He would always come. He'd try to take my Milk Duds. Nah, don't take my – I am a fan of Milk Duds, but they get in your teeth and all that. I mean, they're hard to chew, too. It builds a really strong jaw. So if you're abroad, you need a strong jaw. Get you some milk duds, but I absolutely love milk duds. I trade for milk duds all the time. Milk duds. You know what I'd always clean house with? You're you're so white trash. You're probably going with like black licorice or something. Ooh, no, no. Maybe good in plenties, huh? No, those are yuck. Those are gross. What I would clean house with is the almond joys, because I love them, and like not everybody. Almond would. joys. Oh, they're so good. What? They're like it's one of the best candies in the whole wide world. That's ugh. I like almond joys. Zero bars, Chico sticks. Probably like a Babe Ruth, don't you? Nah, I'd take a Snickers over a Babe Ruth. I would take a Snickers too. Milky Ways though, are all absolute favorite candy though. I'm all, I'm all about Twix. I like. Twix. I will I will destroy Twixes. You give me all your Twixes. I will. Why? destroy Twixes. Why I like the little postage stamp Snickers so much better than any other Snickers, dude. I can eat forty seven of those. Dude, I don't know. You're very true. I guess because they're bite size. I, yeah, they really need, just need to make like a bag of just those. Fuck, dude, make yeah. it a cereal. Yeah. Oh my God, no. Snickers Do not cereal. Just quit. Don't even say that. That is. Oh my God. That sounds fine. I have a chubby right now that you just said that. That is yeah. amazing. What a great idea. Yeah, good stuff. I like the candy. Well, like what, the candy. what do you what do you trade away? Did you say what you trade away? Oh, what would I trade away? Yeah. Um, man, what would what would I be like? Nah. I don't want this shit. I would say probably Milky Ways were my number one traded away because I could, I could live without them. What? I like them, though. Like, I like them. But trade them away. What? You're fucking crazy, I'm not dude. giving away my Reese's, my Snickers, or my Twix. But you're giving away Milky Way? Yeah, that's the bottom so of the list. you're telling me you rather have, let's see. <laughs> see? It's getting uh, down to the bottom of well, the there's, list there. Well, there's so many of them. There's so many, like, throwaways that you're just, like, you don't want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The candy is that's just not labeled. It's just got, like, Frankenstein and foil. You're yeah. Like, what and the you're, fuck is this? You're telling this? me you wouldn't trade that and oh, keep I the Milky will. Way? Milky tra- Way is a main brand. I'm talking about would, name brand traits. Okay. You know? All right. Would you take a Three Musketeers over a Milky Way? A Three Musketeers over a Milky Way? Yeah. They're uh, fairly equal. <laughs> you are fucking insane, dude. Shut they are up. fairly equal. Shut up. I can't talk to you about this. You're insane. You take a Twizzlers over a Milky Way. Yeah, I'm not a huge chocolate person. Go fuck yourself. I'd take gummy candies over a chocolate candy any day. It depends on the gummy. Gummy sharks are my shit. Ooh, yeah. Gummy sharks are good. Li- what about lifesavers? The gummy lifesavers. Oh, those are fire. Yeah. Have you ever had Chewy Sprees? Yes, Chewy Dude. Sprees are amazing. Oh, God. we can, I could go on three hours about candy. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's another time. I miss, dude, That's I, I really miss just getting there. I'd always take a sleeping bag, you know. I'd fill it up. Kids these days, dude, I've gone over my little brothers and sisters, little cousin there. They go trick-or-treating. They come back with, like, two – they go away for two hours and come back with, like, a half sleeping bag full of candy. And they're like, I'm done. What? Dude, my Halloween candy used to last me till Easter. Yeah, dude. Okay. 
I would go hard. I'd go. I'd go everywhere I could and get fill that up. Steal kids' candy. Do whatever you had. To My do. God. Not- the best is when you went to a cul-de-sac, dude, and it was just like a cul-de-sac party. You get like 50, 60 pieces of candy right there. It was jackpot. But I miss trick-or-treating. I do, too. It's fun with the kids. Yeah. It is. So, speaking of trick-or-treating, the movie Trick or Treat, Christian Ramey, I know there are many parts in this movie. Which one is your favorite part? I'm always interested to hear this. I'm sure the other people are, too. I would say the part that got me the most immersed into it was the werewolf part because the whole time I really was not expecting these girls to be the villains. You think, like, these broads are about to get set up at this party. Somebody's going to get them. Somebody's going to, like, you know, fuck their shit up. This poor, vulnerable girl named Lori, somebody's going to get her. Nah, bro, they were they're, they are the aggressors. They turn into these badass werewolves, the transformation, and then there was some nipples. There was like, I was not expecting nipples to be in this movie at that juncture in the movie. I was like, they ain't showing nipples. Like, it was still a good movie, but it just, I wouldn't expect them boobies. Not only that, it was boobies, and it was a bunch of them, and all these girls, and they're like, I don't know, man, that grabbed me. That For that moment, I was sucked right into the fucking screen. You're like, oh my God, this is pretty cool, man. I enjoyed a lot of it, but I think as a horror fan, um, I was pretty wicked looking, man. It is a dope scene, and it is a good twist, too, because I didn't really... I knew something was up, but I didn't expect that. So that's yeah. a good... You know that's a good twist when you really can't see it coming. As soon as I saw her walk in, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't, But I was confused on dude. Like, I was like, is this some ancient werewolf vampire fight? And dude wasn't even like a real vampire, so it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and absolutely. He, mm-hmm. What about you, Ozark? The principal, mm-hmm. the whole spiel of him trying to bury the body, it's so comical to me, dude. I love it. It's it's great. It's 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 so funny because every time the banter between him ban- and the neighbor, the banter between him and his son, the banter between him and his neighbor, the Thurman Merman <laughs> killing Thurman Merman, just. It's just so funny to me because I've been through it and get so frustrated when you're trying to do something and everybody just keeps distracting you. He's just dad anger. The body comes alive when he's trying to talk to the neighbor and all that. Everything that could go wrong (laughs) will go wrong. And he's just so irritated and I've been that irritated and it makes me laugh so much. Yeah, that's one of those scenes where it's like, how, how hard was this to film because of laughter? Because I'm not kidding right now. If you were to say, all right, man, you got to go Jack Torrance in the scene, I could totally do that and snap, and then I, I think that would be very easy to do. Or even, like, cry, or, like, maybe not me, but, like, an actor. But for some reason, like, if you put me in a movie where it's like, all right, everybody's about to be super funny, and they might improv a little bit. You're like, hold on, wait, what? I'm, I'm going to lose my shit. Like, oh, you can't. you gotta keep, You got to keep it cool. That would be the most pressure in the world. Listen, I think we would be two good actors. But uh, it's going to take a lot of takes because... If there's any comedy, we're going to laugh. No, because you and me can't hang out for longer than 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes, one of us is laughing at something. Could you picture being the director like while I'm in that grave doing that? You would just like, someone needs to come in here. I'm going to get a coffee. Someone just, yeah, hit the red green button here. <laughs> hit the green button here. You go away. <laughs> he knows what to do. <laughs> I would, I, or I would laugh because I've done that before. I've had to film multiple things for school <laughs> dude and i tell people to do funny things and i would lose my shit but i would do it silently i think i'd get i think i could get through that for sure for sure if uh i can't wait till we're making movies we're gonna you know what one thing i'm gonna do 
I'm going to do a John Carpenter shot where we let a trail of smoke lead in like they did in Halloween. <laughs> you know, just that trail of cigarette smoke. Yep. That little imperfection. It'd be I like cool that. if you did the flick and you get the ashes along there. In the actor's eyes? Yes. Oh, dude, smoke in the eye? Oh. Worst oh, thing yeah. ever. Embers? Mm-hmm. Not good stuff, Mark. Not good stuff. Not good stuff here. Now, we do like to do this from time to time, and it's become probably one of my favorite segments, and I'm actually kind of interested about this, Mark, because this movie is not super terrifying. This is an Evil Dead levels where it's like, yeah, this is either NC-17 or R kind of stuff. This isn't there at all, but it's... It's a little theater kids. There's some theater kids in here. There's a in this movie. It's definitely got some uh, glee components to it. Definitely kind of theater kids. But as we were talking about, when you get into some of the gore, I mean, like we said, they're ripping sleeves of flesh off of their body. Uh, they are carving heads. The kids throwing up a lot of blood and chocolate at the same time. So Ozark, you've got kids in your possession and you had to let them watch this movie, what age would you recommend? Well, it's kind of a, this one's a little bit of a toughie. It's tricky. It is tricky because I'm, I'm going, I'm, I was, I'm originally leaning a little on the young side, obviously. And it's hard because I don't think the gore is necessarily that bad. But there I is a nipple. There, But there, there's a nipple and there is a porno on a TV of a girl riding and her titties flopping everywhere and porno sounds in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, it depends on your child. Are they so, watching porn? Are they watching porn? Do they know what sex <laughs> is? Okay. Well, the thing is, like, that's the most difficult thing out of anything in a movie is the sex. Yes. Because that's, like, the most awkward thing in a movie when you're watching with someone who's this isn't intended to to be rated for okay so maybe you don't want to watch this one with your kids if that stuff's uncomfortable maybe if it's like mom and daughter you can watch boobs together it's not that weird well but if it's i with mean your what son... you can do is like honestly <laughs> i'm gonna say 13 now this is i'm saying 13 if you skip the opening emma and henry Okay. If you skip that, because it's really, there's nothing necessary in there besides the candle blowout, and a 13-year-old's probably not going to catch that anyway. But that way, 13, is you get past the actual porno and sex stuff in there, okay? But then the rest of it's not that bad. No, it's not. It's not not that bad. A 13-year-old is, they're in middle school, they know what sex is, they probably discovered masturbation at this point. That's the area where you discover masturbation is, so it's not that point. It just depends on how you feel. Now, if you don't skip the intro, 15. 15. Let's go to 15. That's good stuff, Mark. Between 13, if you skip the intro, 15. That's my recommendation to where they'll be fine. You won't have any awkwardness at all. But, you know, again, you know your child. You know your kids. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, there's <clears throat> there is the R word in this day and age displayed in the bus massacre scene before they go down into the quarry. One of the kids say, oh, look, I found a dead retard. Now, <clears throat> to, to now 2007, retard was a more used word than it is now in this sensitive day and age. So if that word makes you uncomfortable, you might want to lean towards the 15 age. Yes. Depends on who you are. 
But other than that, the language ain't so bad. Fuck shit, whatever. It's all it's all there. It's all legal. 13 to 15. Thir- tr- 13 to 15 is your, your little, recommended there. Your child's in good hands here. I think it's all right. Yeah, I do too. I like that. You know, you got to give them, you got to let them be scared a little bit here. Ozark marks parental guidance. Ozark marks parental guidance. I like that. That would be a good song. And it was a song. I just put it in there. I like it a lot. Yeah, I made it myself. Thank you. Don't lie. People don't like liars. Anybody lying, bitch? All right. Well, I guess you made it. Why don't you rate this movie here, Christian Ramey? Let's get into it. Trick or treat. Sloppy horror rating, baby. Yeah. Welcome to the sloppy horror rating here. <laughs> this is a segment here where we're here to rate this movie. We're going to rate this movie on a series of categories. Not as a movie in general, but a horror movie. I like that voice. Yes. Shut up. I'm trying to finish. We're here <laughs> to do this in a series of four categories. Tree of the categories worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of... Ten points all together. That's fucking right there. So let's get into the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. All right, how are we doing? <laughs> Don't do that voice. I won't be able to take it. <laughs> all right, now. <laughs> how are we doing? I, I, assessing this picture, I imagine there's a fair amount of characters portrayed by actors and actresses all come together. I actually... I actually haven't thought about this until this moment, actually, in all seriousness, <clears throat> about the casting. to be prepared, Christian Ramey. I do kind of like to do it off the cuff a little, too, because... We are Aries, so that's how we do things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are some great actors in there, some top-dollar actors in there, but some were really well-blended, seasoned actors, and some were, like, theater kids. Nothing wrong with theater kids. It just feels like a different kind of scope. But I think Trick or Treat, I feel very fair giving this a two on casting. There wasn't, there wasn't like characters aside from like Sam that I, and Sam and the old man where I was really like, oh, I like these people a whole lot. Sam and the old man, I really love. Everyone else did a fair job. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, there isn't really any, uh, well, you know, there isn't really any superstars. What's that, Anna Paquin, or however the fuck you say her name, the hot chick that was the werewolf? She yeah, was she great. was in, like, I don't know, she was in, like, True Blood or something. That's what my wife says. Like, oh, she's in True Blood. Oh. She can True Blood me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If so you're that's, out there. That's two out of ten here so far on the Zobby Orba gas rating. That's fair. Let's go on to the next category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is Kills. So, Ozark, Mark, this is smelling like another two to me because... I didn't know you could smell numbers. Well, it smells like the color purple. I think if we're really breaking it down here, if we're really breaking it down, there were gory... (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why am I losing it? <laughs> Some things just get you. It's the stupidest shit uh, no, that'll get you. Oh, it smells like the color purple. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue, please. 
So I think with the color too, smelling like the color purple, doesn't smell. I think two is a fair number because the murder in this is great. There is a wide array of frightening scenes, but if we want to go down to what's really death on screen, as Ozark said, they give you a lot of implied. They give you the first part, they cut the second part, but they'll come back for the dead body at the end and give you that like really implied gore. And there is blood. There is some great parts. Uh, Sam and, and the old man really are a strong part of that, too, because they kind of throw down with that razor bl- or the razor blade in the candy bar, stabbed him in the foot. He shot him. But most of the damage almost that you see is almost on Sam. Like that's you see it happen and then it's pumpkin guts. So it's less uh, less shocking. So I'm going to, uh, you have to be pretty solid to get a three. Uh, you have to be like almost Art the Clown level, sawing people in half. Give me a bunch of different things. Um, I need a, a Friday the 13th with a, you know, a sleeping bag kill, uh, this kill. Like I need it all over the map. Yeah. And there, uh, this there, is. There are kills in here. Some of them are, most of them implied, but there's a decent amount of kills that are happening mm-hmm. in here. And I think the whole altercation between Sam and the old man is a one in itself, and then you got the one for all the other things. Yeah. There's like four or five more deaths or something after that. Yeah, because like from dusk till dawn, that was a three on death, and that gives you like an example of like that's a smorgasbord of murder for you. Yeah, it's a royal rumble of kills. So that's another two, so we're on four out of ten. After two categories, let's go on to the last tree point category. That is is fear i'm gonna go with the really i don't know part because well you got to give it something oh i know i know but this is a perfect one and a half if we're if we're asking me because uh the older horror generation like you and i this isn't very frightening at all to us but i do think if i watch this with a group of teenage girls i mean my fiance came in for a small brief time she's like what's going on it was the part where the bus massacre and they were down in the quarry She's like, oh, yeah, this is babe. <laughs> you know, like, but she gets very frightened easily. Yeah. She gets frightened easily. So it did engage her. I was with someone who was frightened by this movie that's a grown adult. Yeah. So it really depends on your level. I would say there are more of scenes that have you on the edge of your seat. Um, let me go one. I got to go one on this because it's really not. I think you I think you had it right with a one and a half. You I'm think so? Because it's going to be, I think it's out of three points, one and a half is split down the middle 50-50. I really think half, You're half right. of people who watch this are going to be scared of it or not like it. And the other half is not going to be scared whatsoever. Okay. I like that because the younger generation, I do think it would engage. Yeah. So. yeah even even if you put, if you the entire younger generation watches, half are going to be scared and half are going to be not. I really think it's a solid 50-50, depends on if you scare easily, if you're scared of things. Okay, so we're going to, yeah, one and a half, man. One and a half. Okay, so that is 5.5. That's five and a half to you out of ten. So let's go on to the last category here. It's the one category. It's kind of shoved in here to make a solid Ten Commandments type of score. Does Christian Ramey fuck with this movie? This was the hardest one of the hardest ones I really had to answer because... This is far down on my recommendation list. It's not that I wouldn't recommend you to watch it, but as Ozark has said, there's been a resurgence of this movie every October 
a lot of people like this movie, and me watching it over and over again, it's not something I've seen as many times as obviously the classics we've grown up with because it's not as old. But Sam's a great character. This is like a comic book of a Halloween tale of kids. This is kind of made for me. How can I not like it? So I'm definitely, I definitely fuck with it, but I, this one was one that I had to think about for a minute because I don't want it just to be a run-through category where it's like, yes, it's easy for me, but most of the movies we're talking about are the pillars of the genre, and I most definitely fuck with them. Trick or Treat, not necessarily Christian's top 10 or even top 25, but it gets the sloppy horror stamp of approval of I fuck with it for sure. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little probably, wholesome. That's probably the thing I like about it the most is it's it's different. It's got the four separate stories combining them together. It tries to. It's a different type of movie that you're not typically used to. Mm-hmm. So it is a slight. It's a little breath breath of fresh air, kind of. I like if that. you think about it, and mm-hmm. you you will enjoy it. I think I think if you haven't seen this, you will enjoy it. I yes. think so because I I did enjoy it. Um, but am I going to seek it out again? Probably not. Maybe around Halloween time I will. Okay. I think I will. I think this movie for me is really just a Halloween. October kind October of October kind of movie, you know, just to, you know, when you got guests over maybe or something. Oh, that works perfect, man. You know, it works perfect for it's the a month. Guest movie. It's I think it's another one of those outdoor projector. But we I, I think we should say too though, Ozark and I kind of have a taste for um not just straight gore, but we do. I would say we kind of lean more towards slashers. And with this, with the theater kid and the wholesomeness, it kind of like steps back a little from what Ozark and I are used to. But especially spooky moms. I know a lot of y'all are out here listening. I'm not saying that like in an insulting way. I'm saying that like I fuck with y'all heavy. This is definitely a movie. If you're if you're a lady who's really into the spooky season and the fall culture and you haven't seen Trick or Treat, this is a night for you. This is this, a good night for this you. This movie, to me, is a McDonald's cheeseburger. Okay. Okay. It's not something I get super thrilled about to go eat, but you, I like you, it. Are you doing my horror movie as pizza argument, but just trying to put it in a cheeseburger? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah. But I'll definitely fuck with a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yes. You give me a McDonald's cheeseburger, I'm going to smash it. I eat a lot of those a week. I know you do. I love McDonald's. Or it's pizza. It's like, you know, or it's pizza. I'm going to eat it. I, if it's there, I'm going to fucking eat it. Tostino's party pizza? It's not gourmet. No. But, but it's great. If I go into a party and there's Tostino's pizza, it'd be like, what's up with this? I'm going to get a plate and I'm going to go for that. Absolutely, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a great it, it's a great feel for the night. It's a one-night stand. Maybe not something you're getting married to. Don't buy it a ring. But you can sleep with it. You know, it's fun for the night, you know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how much you'll remember in the morning, but you'll have a good time. All he had in his fridge was some cheese and donuts. And I ate those like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. That's a good rating. Mark, I like how you laid that down. I liked your parental rating. It's October, guys, man. I told you guys we're not playing. We're not messing around. Next week, though, it's there's no wholesome at it at all. You, this is next week when people say, "What's the best horror movie of all time?" It's one of those answers. Now we've done a few of those already, so maybe you can fill in the blank there. But there is a movie that is missing from our episodes that is a big one that you're like, "Wait, have they done this yet?" 
We are next week, fuckers. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a little hint. How about that? I'll give you a little hint. This one is this is obviously a pillar mm-hmm. of horror. Absolutely, 100%. I would safely say that this movie is probably the number one movie that fucked people up. Yeah. Yeah, and it had probably the largest impact as far as like on the news, the church. Uh, it was heavily discussed in the normal people. It wasn't like, oh, new Halloween's coming out. People like Ozark and Christian are talking about it, and a lot of horror movie fans are. And then the occasional people who like Michael Myers. Like, no, this was talked about by everyone. When you say the title of this movie... People are gonna know what it is, and they're gonna know they're they're gonna tell you where they first saw it, how it messed them up. It's it's that type of movie. Why you do this to me, Demi? Oh, why you do this? Christian, Mamie, Christian, <laughs> Lamy, Christian, Ramy. Yeah. Do you have anything else? You got about thirty seconds to get anything off your chest, or you could just say goodbye. I don't really care. Um. Yeah, I will give you guys a good recommendation. Uh huh. If you want to make sure you stay up on everything, uh, especially if you're on our TikTok, go into the bio. We have our link tree there, so it has everything, man. Our website, you can go in there, check out all of our content. We appreciate all of you guys every week, all of you guys, all of you listeners. And, um, man, just it's October. We're not, even, we're not even through it yet. So I think you guys have a fair idea of what next week's movie is, so get ready. We're coming all out. We're coming all out. And then also, too, make sure you join our Halloween takeover on our Discord so you can watch the watch parties every Friday night from some of the biggest TikTok creators in the horror world. Uh, This last Friday, the streaming demon did his. Uh, This Friday is Justine. We're doing hers. And then the final Friday, the 22nd, I believe it is. Um, So not the final Friday, but the weekend after that, I will be doing my watch party with two movies. So if you guys want to join that, do it. You'll enjoy it. You'll love it. Good stuff, as always. We're delivering like Domino's Pizza for Halloween, bringing your spooky stuff to your front door. Trick or treat. It's a good movie. Go watch it with your 13 to 15-year-old. And uh, have a good time, all right, folks? Carve some pumpkins. Eat some candy corn. Get some cavities. Eat some dots. Don't eat dots. They're not bad. Dots are fucking horrible. They're not bad, dude. Dots are horrible. They're not horrible.